Hello, my name is Wingate, the third host of the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I really appreciate you guys sticking with me through this. Sorry about yesterday. My son was not feeling well, so I spent the day taking care of him. And I hope that uh, we can continue this. But if, if you're a new listener, I'm the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I've covered Florida State for each of the last four years. I started off with Noel Digest. I'm on the Scout Network and worked my way up to the publisher of that site and then got the job as the FSU beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat in August of 2016. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting. Football, every home game, every time Willie Taggart speaks, every time a player speaks, every away game. Basically, anything that goes on that the media is allowed access to for the Florida State football program, I'm there. Basketball, I cover every basketball home game, as well as any postseason basketball games. I was out in Nashville and Los Angeles for Florida State's Elite Eight run this past year. And then baseball, I cover every baseball home game, as well as any postseason baseball games. Uh, I was out in Omaha for the College World Series in 2016. So, or 2017, sorry. Uh, And then recruiting, I also cover every major minor recruiting event. Today's podcast, we're bringing on our first guest. It's going to be Brendan Sinone of Knowles 247. Um, he knows a lot about the beat. He's been on the beat for a year longer than I have, and he's a, he's a really good insider for what uh, what's going on with the Florida State football program. So I'm going to be bringing him on in a minute, and we're going to talk with him for uh, for probably the next three segments. So so thanks for coming on the show, Brendan. Really appreciate it. Uh, say hi to everybody. Do you really appreciate it? I do actually appreciate it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I know we're gonna we're gonna jump right into this because he's in a hurry. Uh, but Florida State football through first six games, three and three, not a great start. Better finish to the second half, but still not great. Where do you think the Florida State football program is at this current point in time? Uh, certainly, three and three isn't good. Uh, it's by definition mediocre, and that's what the program looks like right now is just a lot of mediocrity. Now, I will say it, it it's certainly better, like you said, Wayne, than what it started with, but that was such a low bar that was set against Virginia Tech not scoring a touchdown and then the debacle of at Syracuse two games later. Uh, it's moving in the right direction optically. You know, it, it looks better, and the results have been better. Uh, getting that win against Miami would have been huge, so... Yeah, that would have been nice if uh, you know, a couple couple calls go your way and you're able to, to squeak out that win instead of uh, instead of the heartbreaking loss. But uh, I'm I, I'm I'm still not convinced. Yeah, a lot of people have been frustrated and don't think Willie Taggart's the the right coach for the job. I still think he, that was the right hire, uh, but he's got to do a lot of self evaluating in the off season and, and figure out who's on staff, whether you know that works for him, um, make some personnel decisions. Uh, but right now, Wayne, it kind of is what it is, I think, with the roster that he has, and it's 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 middling at best. Yeah, the offensive line is going to be a big hurdle that he has to overcome, and I know, you know we both thought that it would be better this season um, under Greg Fry, and that's not to say that it's Coach Fry's fault. He obviously inherited a complete and total mess where there aren't any actual good tackles on the roster. Um, but the biggest, uh, at least from my point of view, the biggest issue that Florida State has on the roster is what to do at quarterback uh, outside the offensive line because that's something that's only going to be fixed over multiple recruiting classes. But the the issue that they could fix this season, next season, depending, is what to do at quarterback, and that starts with DeAndre Francois. Um, you know, for my listeners, I've made it clear about where I stand on the 
on the DeAndre Francois thing. I would like to see James Blackman get the start and see what he can do with it because at the end of the day, you don't know if DeAndre's going to be here next year or you know what that looks like. So what are your thoughts on the quarterback position and should Florida State go to Blackman over Francois? That's a loaded question. Um, I, I agree with you that it would be interesting to see what it looks like with someone else, and that someone else obviously is James Blackman because that's literally the only other quarterback that you have on the roster, scholarship quarterback. And, and therein lies the problem, Wayne, is, is you have two, James Blackman, DeAndre Francois. You know what it looks like with DeAndre Francois, and it's not great. Uh, that's not to say all of it is his fault. Uh, you documented the offensive line issues. Uh, the running backs haven't been great. Cam Akers hasn't been anywhere near as dynamic as we thought he could be. And your offensive line isn't good. That limits what you can do. But you know, DeAndre hasn't looked comfortable in a lot of aspects of this offense. And that's not just in the pocket where we're starting to see him um, press a little bit too often or, or not feel confident in the pocket. And it's understandable with the offensive line. Um, he's developing some bad habits or falling into bad habits there. Uh, but the read option stuff has been been bad. It's been real bad. He he has made some strides, but he doesn't seem comfortable either doing the you know checking to where the the numbers advantages pre play you know to throw the ball out on bubble screens or hand the ball off. And then when the actual play begins, uh, the 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 actual option concepts where he's you know whether whether he's reading an end and deciding to to hand it off or to keep it that doesn't look smooth. So if you do want another you know if you want to put in James Blackman and see what that looks like with him, I, I understand it and it makes sense. But if you go away from DeAndre Francois, even for a game or a half, if you want to say, let's see what James Blackman does and be, be prepared to lose DeAndre Francois. Now, I'm not saying he necessarily you know just quits right then and there, but mentally uh, you run the risk of, of losing him and showing that you don't have confidence in him. And, and then you do have even a slight chance of him saying, oh, maybe I need to start looking at the future and see what else I could do if there's a better fit for me scheme-wise and program-wise. And that just leaves you with James Blackman. So uh, I would like to see what the offense looks like under James Blackman. I'm, I'm just not sure if Florida State can afford to, to take that, that gamble right now because they only have two. If Bailey Hawken were still here in Tallahassee, sure. But until then, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's a like you said, it's a very loaded question with not a lot of great options. Um <clears throat> You know, we've we've talked about this before prior to practice and stuff, but I firmly believe that the running game would be better under James. I think the passing game would be worse, but I do believe that the running game would be better because I think Blackman understands the offense and understands how to make reads. You can see it when they're running the eleven on eleven or, or the seven on drill in at the beginning of practice. You can see that he's making the the right reads and. But we, I mean, we don't know how he'd react to it in a game. He's obviously not as talented a passer as DeAndre Francois is. So that would t- probably take a big step back, especially with DeAndre's ability to throw the ball downfield, um, which has really been the only offense that Florida State's had so far this season. If they don't have that and the running game doesn't get going with Blackman, then they're pretty much in a worse position than they were with, uh, with DeAndre. But which, which is hard to... Hard to fathom, given that you're three and three and one and three in the conference, that it can be worse and the offense is bad in a lot of areas uh, statistically. But it, it the, yeah, it's a risk. It's a risk. I agree with you, Wayne. How does Florida State get to six wins? Um, well, starts off by beating Wake Forest this weekend, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that, that's a must. 
you have to beat Wake Forest to have a chance because it gets really difficult after that. And Wake Forest isn't a bad team, but they're not very good either. They're three and three. Fired their defensive coordinator midseason, which typically isn't a great sign, and, and their defense is, has been really bad. Uh, so this could be maybe a, like an elixir for Florida State's offense to get going. Or although I thought that against Syracuse, whoops, uh, that didn't happen. So you got to beat Wake Forest. Uh, other games on the schedule, I mean, Clemson at home is going to be really tough. I think they match up really poorly against Clemson. Obviously, Clemson's a really, really good program right now, great program right now with a great defensive line. That poses a lot of problems, so I can't imagine you win that one. So so let's say you go one and one in your next two. Uh, you need to find two more in that final four, and, and maybe in the wrong order here, William, off the top of my head. you got to go to NC State. you got to go to Notre Dame. you got Boston College at home, and you got Florida at home. Yeah. I think Boston College is a coin flip at this point. I think FSU having the edge. If their offense shows some signs of progress in the next couple of weeks, then I think Florida State is is better there. So you're talking about having to find a win probably you know, at at Notre Dame in Raleigh, which is a tough place, or um, it may come down to being 5-6 and six in Doak with uh, Florida coming, coming in and having the, that bowl streak there. So... You know, it's going to be tough sledding. I think right now it's safe to say. Would you agree with me that the odds aren't in FSU's favor to go bowling? I do, um, but I do think that they go bowling. I said it on Tuesday's edition of the this Locked On Seminoles podcast that I do expect um, Florida State to go bowling. But I'll explain. Uh, I'll explain why in the in the second segment of this podcast. But before we get into that. We all love a night out, and whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on the Knolls. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to, and you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store, Google Play, and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capitalized, no spaces, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, so make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Thanks for sticking with us as we head into the second segment of this podcast, and I told Brendan that I would explain why I believe that uh, that Florida State will go bowling. I've already explained it to you guys, but I'm going to explain it to him because he was laughing at me. Uh, I wasn't laughing; I was smiling mm-hmm. at you and shaking my head. Uh, well, you know, same thing, really. I didn't want to ruin your podcast by laughing at you openly on it. Okay, and <laughs> the reason why I believe that that Florida State will go bowling, it comes down to the exact same thing. I think they'll beat Wake Forest. I think they can beat Boston College because. Florida State's ability to stop the run is basically Boston College's biggest biggest strength. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> even with a healthy AJ Dillon, Florida State's been exceptional stopping the run, and Anthony Brown isn't a guy that can throw the ball down the field to uh, to take advantage of Florida State's you know big play issues in the secondary. So I feel pretty confident about those two games. And then it comes down to beating NC State or Florida. I don't think Florida State can beat NC State on the road. I do believe that Florida State can beat Florida at home. One because Felipe, <clears throat> excuse me, because Felipe Franks is still the quarterback at Florida. They run the ball. They they run the ball well, but they don't throw it well. Franks is completing less than fifty eight percent of his passes. He's not really. I mean, he has a good. He's a good downfield thrower at times, 
but he also collapses under a lot of pressure. That, that's been his rap since high school. That's what he does, and Florida State has done a good job of getting pressure on quarterbacks, even with the big plays. So that's uh, that's where I come down to it. I think Florida State will beat Wake Forest, Boston College, and Florida and go to a bowl game. I mean, that's all. I mean, it's, it's possible. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying the odds aren't in Florida State's favor. I mean, the, the scenario you described is like, okay, you could stop – Florida's offense that's not the issue in my mind is how do you score against Florida how do you score against Boston College consistently enough both teams have good defenses with really good defenders on it uh, at every level so I guess that's that's where I come into thinking that the you know, it's not an impossible task by any means like you should beat Boston College at, at home but you, you you need to see something from your offense more than what we've seen to date and I guess that's where I have you know hesitation I would put like uh, the odds at 35 percent right now that Florida State can go to a bowl game um, that goes a little bit once you get a win against Wake uh, and go from there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, anything can happen over the next six games. We've seen Florida State take a step forward um, over the past few games, even with the debacle in the you know second half against Miami. You know, the first half of that game was really good. The second half of Louisville was really, you know, was was pretty good um, outside of the defense just leaving receivers wide open down the field. Um, and then the second half of NC State was, or not NC State, but uh, Northern Illinois was was all right. So Florida State has yet to put together a complete football game. And there, really, there's no reason to think that that's going to happen in the second half of the season. But at some point, right, Some at some point, Florida State has to, like, they have to get it going, right? There's too much talent on this team to not get it going. Maybe. I mean... Against a team like Wake Forest that's that's struggling and has a lot of inherent flaws that are that are obvious, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess against Boston College, which has which has more uh, clear cut strengths, I'm a little bit more skeptical. I mean, Florida State's shown flashes. You're right to say like the talent isn't the issue, but you know, I, I guess I very much so subscribe to the until I see it, until you can prove prove otherwise, I'm skeptical. And I guess that's where I stand with this this team until the offense shows that it can string together more than one or two nice drives a game with some uh, splash splash plays geez sprinkled in uh i i'm skeptical Wayne. i guess that's that's where i'm at right now i i don't have anything uh, any kind of evidence to lead me to believe that they put it all together because it hasn't hasn't happened yet maybe against miami again you don't have the some some bad uh some bad luck with the officiating i don't even guess i want to say luck it just was not good officiating that game and it cost fsu dearly um you know maybe maybe that maybe my mindset's a little different if you can see how they hold on to that game if they do hit that that trick play but they did it and and that's right now again i don't have the evidence to say that it is going to get turned around i I just don't have that Uh, maybe it's a little bit better but not not enough for me to think they're going to be go into the strength of their strong part of the schedule and, and pull out three wins right now. I just, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, every, everything you said is, uh, is completely valid. And, you know, it's, I think, uh, you know, we both were, we burned coming into the season. We both thought that this team would be a lot better than it was, you know, and that's somewhat on, on Willie Taggart for setting those expectations. But, you know, there's really, if if you look at it, Florida State's three and three, right? They went three and three at on the pretty easy part of their schedule. Now I will say that despite the loss to Pittsburgh, because wow, 
Uh, Syracuse has been better than I expected. Uh, Virginia Tech, when they had Josh Jackson, was better than I expected. Uh, defense was very, very good. Um, against Florida State, that's not, I mean, but these this final six games, they're going to be tough for Florida State to, I mean, what are the odds of them getting two wins out of this? Uh, I, I think that's kind of a sweet spot. That that seems to be, in my mind, the most likely um, the most likely scenarios that you get two wins. I, I think that makes the most sense. I would say that's probably about a 50, 50% proposition if, if I'm including the 35% that they hit three games. Um, you know, I, I think they, hit, they can hit two because it is such a tough part of the schedule. Uh, the first part was easy. You had to one double a team in there you had niu at home uh you had virginia tech with not a ton of experience on defense at home to open the season you had to go up to syracuse like you said they've been better and you went down to miami um but in the second half you have four teams that are ranked in the top 20 right now three of those teams are undefeated uh and and two of those games against undefeated teams at least currently and they won't be when you play them necessarily because nc state and clemson face off soon um this weekend that's this weekend yeah so so one of them's gonna have a loss by then but yeah as it stands today as we record the podcast like you have to go on the road for two of those games um so it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult i guess it's gonna be tough sledding and it's a tough part of the schedule that's i guess why i'm skeptical wayne is because we saw what they look like even with moderate growth in the first half of the season it just gets substantially more difficult that being said i think clemson's the only game on that schedule where I, I feel strongly that they're going to lose right now and I'm open to taking a wait and see approach seeing how they grow uh if they improve in the coming weeks I mean I guess that's kind of the mindset that I've they've had since the bye week we'll get into uh what happens if Florida State goes to five and seven in the second uh, or in the last segment of this podcast but are you sick and uh, are you sick and tired of paying for 20, ta- 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Then you've got to check out Sling TV. It's the best way to watch college football, and thirty dollars a month gets you ESPN, the Pac twelve Network, the SEC Network, the ACC Network. Likely will be included once once it comes out. So and you can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. No useless channels, no long term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. So sign up for Sling TV and you get your seven day free. Tra- Trial. Locked on listeners can get their seven day free trial going by um, by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S L I N G dot com forward slash L O C K E D O N. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this last segment. All right. Say Florida State only wins two games. Well, actually, first. What's the difference for Willie Taggart in the program between six and six and five and seven? Perception wise, it's funny to think about what one game can can do and, and that's kind of I mean even I alluded to it earlier, you know, if they're four and two and they beat Miami going into the break, uh, as opposed to three and three with a heartbreaking loss, at, in one point difference, uh, if you're talking about just scoring two more points and winning, uh what a big difference that makes in, in terms of optics and how you feel but you know, I think it depends on how the wins and losses come about in the second half of the schedule lane but there is a difference between keeping that bolster that bowl streak matters to this program was it 36 years yeah it'll be 37 if they can win three games unless you're asking Virginia Virginia Tech little babies um but if they if they do pull off 
you know, three wins. I think that makes your sales pitch to recruits about progress and saying, okay, we're moving in a positive direction with a hand that we were dealt that was a bad hand. Uh, I think you can sell that much more easily than if you just kind of fizzle out here and get a win against Wake Forest and Boston College. I mean, if, you, if you're talking about, you know, two and five, that, that likely includes a loss to a rival in Clemson, and that likely includes, or sorry, two and five, I meant uh, two and, right, no, two, two and four. If you're talking about two and four in the back half, that likely includes a loss to Clemson and to rival Florida. And that just, that's killer when you when you double down a bad season with uh, allowing rivals to to be propelled. Um, so I think that makes a difference, Wayne. I, I don't think it, you know, I don't think it changes everything that, that, that one game. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, but, but I think getting to a bowl game would be a significant, you know, for the, again, the optics I think would go a long way for the fan base and for recruiting. Oh, I'm completely on board with that. There's a big difference between six and six and, uh, and five and seven. One, because you play another game, you get a chance to get above 500 you get a chance to, you know, go out and people, you know, a lot of college kids are playing on, um, you know, on, on Friday nights, they, maybe they don't get to watch a lot of college football on Saturday, but everybody watches bowl games, right? Like everybody t- tunes in in January, in December and January when, when there's nothing else going on, when college, when high school football's over, you know, they're on, they're on their winter break from school, you know, kids watch that, they get to see Programs, and I think that's that's a big deal. Um, you know, not going to a bowl game would allow, like, allow a uh, allow the coaches to get out and recruit more, but it also hurts the current roster of players because you get those what eight more practices. Mm-hmm. Is it eight? It's uh, it's something like that. Sounds right. So you you get more practices with guys that you currently have on the roster, and more practice is never a bad thing, especially when you're a team that's six and six. If you go five and seven, you don't get those extra practices. You know you don't get a chance to work with the young guys even more. You don't get a chance to work with those young guys until March. You know it's it's a difference of you know almost a month and a half for how much you get to work with those guys and. It's I think I think it's it's absolutely huge, especially for a first year head coach, to be able to sell that that hey, you know, we, we had a bad year. You can come in and help us turn this around, but even our bad year is still a bowl year. Even our bad year, we're still going to a bowl game. And I think that would be that that's absolutely huge. If you don't have that, you lose the bowl streak, which is obviously important to this program. You lose the consecutive winning season streak, which even dates back even longer. And it's I mean, it would just be it would be a disaster for Willie Taggart if they don't go to a bowl game this year after the way he, he hyped up the uh, the teams, you know, like for boosters and recruiting and all of that. It would be a disaster if he didn't make a bowl game. I, I will say the, the one thing, I agree, you need to make a bowl game. Um, short of it being a disaster, the, the, maybe the silver lining, if it doesn't happen for Florida State, is twofold. It's one, and there's a lot of guys within this program currently that I think the staff would be okay cycling out and and getting some of that toxic culture that still carried over from the previous regime hasn't completely left yet. So getting that out of your program a little bit earlier and not having it infiltrate you know, younger guys you're trying to build good habits with wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And giving the staff a little bit more time to start putting together uh, a game plan for recruiting and figuring out 
you know, how you finish off with currently as a top 10 class strong. Um, and if that difference is, you know, one win, you know, so you lose a lot if, if you don't go bowling, but if you're five and seven, I guess, you know, that's not disastrous in my mind. It, it's not ideal. I think you'd rather have all the, the positives that come with going six and six and having a chance to go seven and six with a bowl game that you laid out Wayne, but you know, five and seven in my mind, isn't quote unquote disastrous. What would be disastrous is, is three and nine. If you somehow go 0-4 in this final, which I don't think they will, or even if you only win one more, and we're talking about such a minuscule amount of of good versus bad here, but that's kind of the what Willie Taggart has, you know, his his program is right now is it's so close to being you know something that's generally positive or something that's uh, really negative. That's kind of his own doing and and the situation they're in after the bad start. I I do think though if you win a couple more games feel good about it if you don't win anymore or if you only win one more uh, then all of the things that they talked about in the bye week and they brought on the road with recruiting was saying okay we're starting to turn things around even look at the miami game you know we, we were closer there we're moving in this direction we need your help to come reinvigorate you know reinvigorate us then that's when you start losing some of that momentum in my mind is is if you don't have any signs of substantial growth in the second half of the year man three and nine is like bordering on uh, I mean no, that's, I mean yeah if you're saying five and seven is disaster just I'm not saying it could be much worse and and um I don't think they go three and nine by any means but that's not like I think the S&P plus gives it a three percent chance of happening so it's not impossible like they're not saying oh there's no way that can happen they're saying it's highly unlikely but yeah and if you go three and nine and lose your last six um People will start publishing articles about Willie, about Willie Taggart's contract, even though I don't think that's anything to worry about. But that's something that people are going to start turning their attention to, even though I don't think you can you can do that at this point. Yeah, Florida State doesn't have the money to do that. They don't. Um, but with a new AD coming in, coming off a three and nine year, there would be a I would say there would be significant changes to the Florida State coaching staff around Willie Taggart if that were to happen, whether Willie wants it or not. Um, yeah. I, I still, you know, at this point, I still think there are going to be some changes to the coaching staff at the end of the year. Um, we'll have to wait and see how those go, but um, yeah, I mean, Florida State's in in a, in a tough place right now. They have to they have to find a way to win three games to get to a bowl game. Um, they have to find a way to keep you know at least a little bit of momentum heading into the off season. So. Yeah, it's a it's a tough place for Willie Taggart to be in. The hand he was dealt was not great, and you know some of the stuff is you know is his issues like bringing in a brand new offense and having a quarterback that you know isn't willing to run the entire thing and not going away from him. That's I mean if if that continues to happen, that's on him. Like yeah, you know that's not on Jimbo. Jimbo didn't come in and say that Willie Taggart absolutely had to start DeAndre Francois. That's that's on Taggart. So. You know, there's some things that are on him, but the hand he was dealt was obviously not great. We're just going to have to wait and see how it plays out. But I really appreciate you guys sticking with me as we went through this podcast. Brendan, I really appreciate you uh, you coming on and talking uh, talking with me. It's been it's been fun. Yeah, it's been a been a blast. <laughs> For some reason, I feel like he's lying, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Even if he didn't, uh, I'm gonna have to go smack him around a little bit, but. Um, I really appreciate you guys taking and uh, and listening to this podcast. If 
If you enjoyed it, I hope you hit like, subscribe, you know, whatever it is on your favorite podcast site so you'll, you'll get notified when a new one comes out. But tomorrow we'll be discussing the uh, my picks for the game, my players to watch, and uh, we'll get into some, uh, some Wake Forest talk. But for now, that's all for this uh, Locked on Seminoles podcast. Have a wonderful day.